Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast on Coronation and uh, Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I am one half of your tag team of podcast hosts. There's going to be a, a, an episode sometime in the near future where I'm going to have a really smooth transition into that, but it's not this week. My name is Greg Mahachko, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, fellow Husker fan, and longtime broadcast buddy, Mr. Brian Toll. Brian... I think we just got to dive right into this with uh, two feet and say, holy cow, that Nebraska Cornhusker volleyball team. Uh, we are recording this Friday night earlier today at 11 o'clock uh, start time. Uh, Nebraska, the top-ranked uh, team in the country, and it was number 15 or number 16 Penn State. Another uh, obviously very quality uh, program and opponent. And for the – I know they went back and forth in the first two sets, and it looked like Penn State was going to pull it out, but they couldn't close the door, and Nebraska wins it in three sets. Oh, my gosh. It, we were talking about it in, in the Coronation Slack Room, one of the best comeback performances we've seen in Nebraska athletics history. Kind of odd how we thought that, you know, every time Nebraska had a run, Penn State had a bigger run, and they fought off, what, two match points? They did. Three uh, points. It was, I, I mean, if, if you if you look, they they Penn State won the first two sets uh, or, or matches. I don't know what it's called, um, but uh, sets. Thank you. Twenty five, twenty three in each of those first two sets, and it was twenty four, twenty three at one point. I mean, and then Nebraska went on a run and won that third set, I believe 26, 24. And here's the really interesting stat. I, I read this. Uh, I mean, you can look at the, at the, you know, the box scores, if you will, and, and confirm it. But over the next two, the final two sets, Nebraska outscored Penn state 40 to 21 or something. I know they, they won that fifth set 15, six. Uh, I, I did not have the opportunity to finish watching after Penn state, had a lead late in the third set. I got busy with a, a customer, which is always a good thing in my line of work. But did it just look like at that point Penn State was out of gas, or were they a little deflated? I mean, did you did you have an opportunity to watch it, or were you just kind of following it online? I was watching bits and pieces, and I think of the point is, you know, you, you use so much energy to, you know, and let's face it, Penn State played just a little better than Nebraska the first two and three quarter sets. But God, once, I don't think there's any, like, any denying that. No, I think I think once Nebraska won that third set, I get it. I think it got to a point where, you know, you've used all the energy you can, and uh, you know how how much do you have left for the fifth? Right. And I think the the combination of the home crowd, the 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 momentum swing, you know, getting back from those. Match points just did Penn State in one play. One lady was just owning everybody, and it got to the point where you know it's just incredible to watch. And all of a sudden, then, um, 
man, I, the one thing the one thing I remember about it is, you know, there's that one player I can't remember a name for uh, for Penn State that was just owning Nebraska, single blocks, blocking everything. Um, I'm, I'm bad with names, every so don't so don't rely yeah. on me. And then all of a sudden she went cold. It just went cold and seemed like as she went cold. Um, so did the team. More. Yeah. I was I was watching it. Um, I, I was fortunate enough, courtesy of coordination.com, uh, in the uh, early morning game thread, which you don't typically find a, a game thread on a Friday morning for volleyball, uh, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, fortunate enough to find that I could – I was able to stream uh, the game through, you know, watch ESPN or the watch ESPN app. I was actually watching it on my laptop at work. Shame on me. Uh, And I'm messaging my buddy, Josh, uh, who's an avid Nebraska fan of all things, um, not just football. And uh, he, he was actually the one who ended up telling me that Nebraska pulled it out, but I'm, I'm telling him scores and it's like, yeah, Nebraska's up, uh, you know, I think at one point it was seven to two, or in one of those second or third set. You know, and then, then it's like, oh crap, it's you know seven to five. Oh crap, it's seven. To, you know, things like that. It almost got to the point where I'm like, maybe my messaging him the score updates is hindering. You know, because I'm a superstitious fellow. Um, but like I said, I got uh, busy with a customer, and he messaged me. He's like, holy shit, they they won it in five, and and I was blown away because. If you looked, it, it, tell me about John Cook and how he kept his team focused after losing those first two sets close. I mean, uh, he's got to be. I mean, I think it it will all depend on how the the tournament uh, finishes out. But he's he's got to be in contention for Coach of the Year. Yeah, um, looked, he looked almost too calm. You know. No, no, no urgency match, or... just, yeah, just like, yeah, no, well, yeah, we won. Great, cool. You know, maybe everybody else was nervous. He wasn't, which I suppose is a, is a testament of how he has his team ready to go. Yeah, I, w- so. I would imagine, you know, that, that that kind of calm, level-headedness probably is, you, you know, carried on. It, it, it's a trait that he instills in these young ladies, and because it, ice, I mean, pure ice in the veins to come out and, and be, you know, match point away, you know, from, from being having your season end and you come back and, and you just obliterate. Again, Penn State, super quality program. Uh, they've been winning, you know, and had success in the Big Ten since long before Nebraska, you know, joined the conference. So that's always fun to watch. I, I look forward to those matchups every year, Nebraska, Penn State, and uh, and and this is just another. I mean, I, it, this is another chapter in that historic. I think what, what we can be called, you know, what we can call a rivalry now is these two programs uh, on the volleyball court. Yeah, I think everybody in the Big Ten kind of kind of seems to work with that, you know, and it, it's a very, you know. It's, the Big Ten has shown in the Sweet 16 this year how good it really is, you know, and Nebraska winning it is just as good as winning the NCAA title. I mean, obviously you want to win the NCAA title, but, uh, you know, winning the Big Ten conferences are pretty dang good 
precursor to it, obviously, especially this year. You had Nebraska-Penn State, and then the other side of the Nebraska or Lincoln Regional, you have two teams from the Pac-12. Wisconsin was in uh, the Sweet 16. Uh, There had to be another one or two, correct me if I'm wrong. Minnesota, I would imagine, would have been up there. Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, Who, as far as Big Ten teams, because at one point Minnesota was ranked number two in the country. Are they? They haven't been bumped. I would imagine Wisconsin's pretty high. Minnesota's pretty high. Because so. I remember Minnesota had that upset on Nebraska in Minnesota just a couple weeks ago. So that was that was the one that was fresh in my mind. It was number two upsetting number one. Um, but we ha- we have a volleyball writer. We should ask him someday. Wait, yeah, let, let's get Ty in. No, I don't want to no. call Ty. I mean, I, I I'd like to call Ty, but I wouldn't want to do so without. Uh, <laughs> without advance warning, all of a sudden his phone looks, what the hell, Skype? What do these jackasses want? <laughs> uh, but anyway, congratulations to, uh, you know, big props to the Nebraska women's volleyball program. Um, continue continue playing, ladies. It, it's it's fun to watch you. Um, and that's that's something I didn't follow volleyball all that closely when Nebraska was in the Big 12. Um so maybe it's the regional thing, maybe the fact that I'm entrenched in Big Ten country, you know, maybe that's helped me. But it is fun, and success makes it more fun. And, and like I said, wish the, these ladies all the luck. Let's uh, wh- After this regional, where's the next, like where's the, the final four being played? Columbus, Ohio. All right, so up the road a little bit, but uh, too up far the, from me. From you, maybe. Well, too far for me to go, but, you know, the, the – Wish them all luck just the same. Um, it has been a busy week. We learned in the last week that uh, uh, Wisconsin also knows how to shit the bed in big game situations, and that's why Penn State is our Big Ten champion uh, on the football field. Did you have an opportunity to watch the game, Brian? No, and I don't care to. Okay. Huh? I really I'd, don't. Thought I'd ask, man. Thought I'd, uh, I'd, I'd my only question... My only question would be, would Wisconsin get penalized for anything? Because calling a penalty against Wisconsin seems like um, you need a a court order from the Supreme Court, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has to allow it. <laughs> I not that I not that I'm bitter about it. You're not, are you, Brian? No, why would I be? I don't know. You know, every time I see the right right tackle start a quarter beat before the snap, and nothing gets called. Hey, you know. I'm just, just salty, just salty goodness. <laughs> well, like a potato, like like kettle chips. Kettle. Mm. Ooh, you went kettle. kettle I like chips. I like kettle chips. Kettle chips are good. There's a barbecue place uh, near me that does their homemade, uh, like homemade chips, and uh, you have a choice when you order said homemade chips if you want them tossed in a, a barbecue, almost like a rub to where they have a barbecue flavor or salt, uh, uh, just regular salt or like a, a garlicky type of seasoning. So that's always enjoyable as well. You know what flavor you like? I, I Salty. I, yeah, salty. <laughs> I typically go barbecue, you weirdo. Oh, <laughs> uh, While we're talking about uh, football, let's talk about the fact that now we know. the uh, We didn't know this last week, obviously, but now we know where Nebraska's going for their bowl game. And on Friday, December 30th, Nebraska will be in Nashville taking on the home state volunteers. 
So, brought to you by a mortgage company. Uh huh. The Music City Bowl. Sure. I, uh, it, it, like I said, if this was two years ago or three or four years from now, I would be seriously considering going to this game. Um, you know, but with a one-year-old, it's just going to be a little bit difficult to do. And yeah, that's kind of a, an excuse, but it's a darn good excuse. Damn it! And yeah, so he's asleep right now. So I'm. Well, you know, you know what the thing is about it to me is that well, I mean, let's face it, the Big Ten, um, the Big Ten bowl slate, for lack of a better term, sucks. Okay. Um, with this the exception is one of, Ohio of the more tolerable. What's that? With the exception of Ohio State being in playoff. No, I'm not talking teams. I'm talking like locations the Big Ten have. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Because let's let's look at it this way. Um, you have the Rose Bowl in a god awful stadium. Been in that stadium. It's god awful. It, it you know what it is what it is. It, it's it's god awful. It could okay, but what, do you, what are better. they going to do? Yes, are, are, it's awful. are are you saying they should build a new Rose Bowl? I'm saying you know throw some money in the damn thing, UCLA. Do you think now? This is a serious question. It, it, just because it's UCLA's home field, it's also, I mean, very much Pasadena. So, do you think it's a Pasadena City Council type of thing, or is that are we getting into too technical of? Probably both, but at the same time, you know, let's face it, you want a national championship game there, you want a New Year's Six game there, you know. what? Which stadium out of the New Year's Six is the worst stadium? Okay, you can't even say it's it's the Georgia Dome, and they're replacing that damn thing next year. <laughs> okay. So Atlanta's getting two new domes in, or two new stadiums in one year between that and football? I mean that in baseball. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, and Atlanta. Both, uh, both both stadiums are probably still pretty usable. I think I think the Georgia Dome usable. Yeah, I, I can't see the problem with it. He, uh, and, and you know, let's let's. The one thing I'll say about Turner Field leaving is, you know, they think the Braves are going to have better pull on the suburbs, and I'm not sure about that. Even even fan of a team that takes advantage of the suburbs, you know. Sure. Um. Now let me let me ask you this yeah. as far as as far as sites for bowl games. And this one's kind of a, a tough one because of its location. But you may or may not be aware that there is a dome in St. Louis, Missouri that is currently unoccupied <laughs> with the exception of the fact that I think Monster Jam is there this weekend and next weekend something else, but but as far as football goes, they might still play the high school championships there. Um, but you would think that sometime in the latter half of December, St. Louis could theoretically host a bowl game. I mean, is is that a if it was, is that if a it super wasn't good enough for a, If it wasn't good enough for a seven and a nine hundred achieving football team, which makes a good thing, it's going to be a good for a bowl game. One time a year and brings in revenue. Yeah. If you think about, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. You know, think think about this, and, and I, this is purely hypothetical, but it would be a good location, I think, distance wise, travel wise, for like a Big Ten, Big Twelve bowl. You know, I mean, okay, uh, you could have okay. 
Counterpoint, you got to get rid of a bull then. Oh, I'm, I'm you really sure. want a 43rd bull? I don't, I don't, I don't want a 40th bull. I don't, I don't think we need well, that many bull games. You have 42 games. now. I don't think we need that many bull games. Um, but do they all have to be played? And I know part of the allure is, you know, yeah, you win, you get to go play in California or Florida or somewhere warm and sunny, but there's nothing. El Paso, Boise, Idaho. Boise has a bowl game? Remember the, the little famous potato bowl? No, I, I don't remember. Humanitarian bowl, whatever it's called. I can't, you, like you said, 42 bowl games. I'm lucky if I, the, the one that I care New most York about. City. Yeah, the uh, uh, Pinstripe Bowl. No, that's not the actual yep. name of it, is it? Yep, New York Pinstripe Bowl. All right. Uh, but I care most about the bowl game that Nebraska's in, first and foremost. And then I care about the national championship game sometimes. And then that's kind of it. I mean, as far as being a football fan, I'm kind of shitty. But I watch what I watch as time allows. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think you could scrape off 20 bowl games because I don't think there's any reason that the 70th ranked team in the country needs to have a bowl game. Is that is that too obtuse of thinking? You don't, you don't know how TV dollars work then, do you? No, I do. I do, and that's I, I know that's the because only reason. Popeyes wants that Bahama Bowls, and they're going to get that Bahama Bowls, dude. And I know I was going to say that in TV dollars is the only reason why we have forty-two bowl games. Doesn't now, doesn't I mean I have to agree argument, with it. I think you make the argument that some of these bowl games need to improve. You know, let, let's take a perfect example for the Big Ten of one of the games that everybody just loves, and yet there's many reasons to hate it: the Holiday Bowl. Yeah, uh, okay. I got kind of sick of the Holiday Bowl. Well, think about it. Nobody ever complains that it's in San Diego. I have no complaints in San Diego. Sure. But it's in a Chernobyl effect of a stadium. Which they're okay. working on, if I understand correctly. Well, they've worked on it for a while, and you figure that. Also, good good pull on Chernobyl, man. That, that hasn't been referenced in a long time. You know, I, and... What I what I ask is this is, you know, if that game let's say let's say the Chargers move to LA or the Chargers move to Vegas, you know, who wouldn't want to play a bowl game in that new pad in Vegas instead of UNLV? You know? Fair. I, I think that's a fair question. I think that new place in UNLV that new place in LA could have a bowl game. Um San Francisco game, I'm okay I was okay with it. Um I thought it could have been more popular, but whatever. Outback Bowl, I guess I'm down with it. I mean, I get the allure, but um, it, it seems like it seems like either places you don't want to go in New Year's. My daughter agrees. Yeah, I heard. Or just <laughs> just big old tourist traps. Tampa's a tourist trap. Orlando's a tourist trap. See, you um, wouldn't have that problem in St. Louis. But nobody likes Ted Drews that much, dude. Ted Drews is the number one frozen treat place in the world. Okay, in the world. Have you ever had Ted Drews? No, but I think you're embellishing. No, it, it's actually quite quite good. But if you go, you got to go to the one on Chippewa. Yeah, 
and now I'm losing everybody who's not from. Uh, here, here, here's what here, you want. You want the truth. Here's the truth. Ted Drews is up here, which you can't see because this is an audio uh, medium. But imagine my arm fully extended up, and Emo's Pizza, another St. Louis quote unquote favorite, is down here, like eleven inches off the ground. I'm just saying, Ted Drews is awesome. Plus, we have some high-quality barbecue places in the St. Louis area. <laughs> yeah, let's talk barbecue there, schmutz. Let's. Schmutz, anyway. That, that's the second time I've worked barbecue into this conversation, and we're only about 20 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes in. Yeah. You're what, welcome, place, Hot Shots? Hot Shots. I, I've not been to Hot Shots. I go to classier establishments, sir. Like Redneck Heaven in Dallas, Fort Worth? Not, never been. Darn the luck. Liar. <laughs> I've never been. You just live vicariously. <laughs> well, somebody wouldn't. Never mind. Never mind. Although, um, although, <laughs> one time Greg did visit me here in Dallas, Fort Worth. We took it to a pretty decent steak place. Yes. And he digged it. Yeah, it, well, you know, it's steak. What am I, a Nazi? I like steak. I'm not a I Nazi. I don't know if you... That. I don't know if you saw Twitter today. Ah, uh, no. Peter, Peter put out a tweet. I no, I I didn't see it, but I think you shared it in the Slack room. Yes, Peter. I uh, did. Let Let's not Let's not get talking about Peter. Something about making chicken makes an orifice of your body smaller that you wish not to be. Yes, it says pregnant uh, expecting mothers don't eat chicken, otherwise your son's is going to be small. And. uh which is a load of crap, but then so is PETA. And if you're listening to this and you somehow support PETA, I would very kindly ask you to put your donating dollars, your charitable funds, towards uh, the uh, Humane Society or the ASPCA because PETA is shit. There, I've said it. PETA is shit. We're getting so fired. Awesome. That's all right. Anyhow. Anyhow. I, I, I work for free. So, so. <laughs> bowl games. Anyway, bowl games. Uh, yes, Nebraska and uh, Tennessee. So we, they get we, a Tennessee we, we'll, team. We'll, we'll talk about this. I think I want to talk about this more next week. Uh, but Ad if you, nauseum. Yeah, I was going to say I really want to dissect it. Um, uh, because, of course, two weeks from now, we have our very special Christmas special uh, here on Five Heart Podcast, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but just real quick uh, – how does Nebraska match up with uh, a volunteer team that I always thought all season long was overrated, and now here they are playing Nebraska in a bowl game in Nebraska? I think their, offense, kind of their offense is a little better than you think. Uh, Dobbs gives them a pretty good look. Um, and he's a mobile quarterback, which he's Nebraska... A pretty, he's a pretty mobile quarterback. And you know what? Everybody says Nebraska's had issues that, um, you know, I, I can't think... The only real guy that they had issues this year seemed like was Barrett. Mm-hmm. And JT wasn't really that mobile against Nebraska. Didn't have to be. Let's face so, it. <laughs> um, their run defense is amazingly terrible for an SEC team. Well, let's, let's just I face mean, it. They are not very good. They're, pass, pass defense, they're okay. Total defense, the run D hurts them a lot. I want I want to briefly paraphrase our friends uh, Pat and Ryan over at the Big Red Cobcast where they said the SEC has lost its luster. There's essentially Alabama, 
and then a bunch of other teams. So let's not, you know, hold them, you know, to any higher regard just because of the conference they're in, because they're not in Alabama. Um, they're, they're Tennessee and they're, they struggled down the stretch just like Nebraska did. Had injury issues just like Nebraska did. Yeah, but they also didn't give up. You know, in one thing that everybody says, well, it's they're pretty had pretty comparable seasons. Well, no, and, and I'll tell you this: Tennessee is eight and four, and they're really damn lucky to be eight and four. Okay, opening game of the year. They were down three quarters versus Appalachian State. Okay. They needed a Hail Mary to beat Georgia. Um, you know, we're, we could be talking about a six and 16. And it just, they had a big comeback versus Florida at, in Knoxville. You know, Florida had them on the ropes pretty good. And uh, they did come back and win that game. So when we say, you know, they they had a – it's similar. I, I don't think it's similar in, in any stretch of the imagination. I think Tennessee got a little luckier this year than um, advertised. Now, they did have a couple bad losses at the end. Of the bad lo- there was a bad loss against South Carolina. The Vanderbilt loss is really bad. I was going to um, say, when you look at – I mean, they, they got – Beat by Alabama pretty soundly, but again, it's Alabama. And Who take, doesn't? The, take that with a grain of salt. Lost by a touchdown to Texas A and M uh, on the road. Uh, then they lost on the road. To that South was in Carolina. double overtime, right? Um, yeah, that was in double overtime. That was, that yep, game. yep. And that was when, uh, um, yeah, A uh, and M scored a touchdown, and Tennessee did not in overtime in the second overtime. Um, but lost on the road. Uh, by a field goal of South Carolina, but lost the in-state battle against Vandy right there uh, around Thanksgiving by uh, 11 points. And if you were, again, just like Nebraska, at one point Tennessee was a top-10 team, and they go on the road, they lose to, I don't know if it's underrated, but uh, I don't know, there's nothing special about Vandy. I don't think that's no disrespect. It's just that when you think of the SEC, Vanderbilt's one of the last teams that you think about. Um, how would you equate that loss to Nebraska's loss at Iowa, or can you? Because one's eleven points, one's thirty points. One, I mean, again, on, on the quicker side, you know, how does look what look what Vanderbilt did on defense? I mean, offense. I remember right. Vanderbilt gained six something on him. Oh, total offense. I'm looking. I'm I'm, I'm trying to find that information. And it's difficult because I'm looking on my phone, so that's why. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I know that uh, Vanderbilt had a 14 point fourth quarter to come back and win. Yeah. I mean, so again, it's not that much. Doesn't. You know, like I said, we'll we'll break it down next week a little bit more. Um, but Vanderbilt finished six and six. There, there's your six and six uh, uh, SEC team. Um, but again, we look at the SEC and and they always schedule that a, a weak opponent that first week. And we harped about this a few weeks back or a month and a half back. But that first week of 
November and Tennessee is playing Tennessee Tech. That's I mean that's that's atrocious. Winning that one fifty five nothing is yeah obviously you're you're playing Tennessee Tech that would be like they all do th- it though but that yeah, would be like that it. would be like Nebraska um, you know trotting out Wayne State to play in, at the first week of November. They all do it. I mean, I get your point, but they all do it. <sighs> it doesn't make it right, Brian. I know. I didn't say it made it right. I said they all do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about the bowl game. We've talked about bowl games in general. And we've talked uh, and congratulated uh, the Husker women's volleyball team. Um, and we're, as as you were saying, trying to keep this on the shorter end. And with my son sleeping, I don't want to wake him up. It's weird. He has been – it's after 9.30 now. He was asleep when I got home just before 5.30. So I know at some point he's going to wake up. He's not going to make it all the way through the night. I just hope I'm still awake when he wakes up. So, Brian, any, any final thoughts? Any, anything else you want to touch on this week before we, uh, before we take a little time off until next week and, and really get into the meat of the bowl game? kind of wish Nebraska didn't lose like they did against Creighton, but here we are. Oh, so. we didn't talk about that. Do you want That's you want good. to touch on that briefly? Not really. Okay. Not really. Can we, can we just say foul trouble? Uh, later later today, factor? they're gonna play. They're gonna play. They're gonna play uh, Kansas. Kansas later today, and the spread was twenty. I saw it right. What? Uh, and I don't. I. I mean, I know that I could go on Google and I could find out. You know, do research and things like that. But I don't have time. Realistically speaking. From your point of view, what's Nebraska's chances of winning that game? If if, if Ty Webster remains on the floor and not picking up ticky tack fouls, not not very. All right, we not wanted very. them to pick up one of these two, right? Creighton or, or Kansas? Well, it's not like Dirk versus Creighton. I mean, there's no middle ground on it. You know, there, there's not there's not really much outside game. Uh, they were three of twenty-two, right? But even even like long-range jumpers, you know, inside the arc, they they weren't it. If you're going to be successful, I think you really got to work the ball inside. And yeah, but who who do you do that to? I who don't do you know. do, Jordy? You got it. You got a six nine, six eleven kid out there, don't you? You got a couple of them, but guess what? If you're being if you're being given jumpers, like Nebraska was. And you take them. You better put them yeah. down from time to time. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, all right. We, anyway. we touched on it. I, I guess we can yeah. say we did our duty. Um, yep. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of uh, the Five Heart Podcast. As I mentioned uh, earlier on, uh, two weeks from now, the uh, December 23rd episode, which will be episode number 17 if you're keeping track at home, and I know you are. Uh, it is our very special Christmas special episode of the Five Heart Podcast where we're going to uh, hear from several of the contributors of Coordination.com and their Christmas wishes for Nebraska athletics, for Husker athletics. doesn't have to be necessarily football or basketball or Nebraska ball or women's basketball or volleyball or baseball, softball, any of them. It could be any of them. And if you want to be a part of it, comment on the uh, Five Heart Podcast Facebook page and uh, and we'll you know get you set up with an email that you can send your wishes to. We'll read them here on the show, and uh, we'll we'll have 
a very Merry Christmas in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime and in between time, for Brian Toll and myself, Greg Mahochko, this has been the Five Heart Podcast, reminding you that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery